What's up, man? Yeah, this is weird. There's like no one here. It's so quiet, isn't it? Yeah. I've never heard music before. Yeah, dude, I've never heard either. They probably put that on. It's Saturday, April 4th, 2020. Most of my time right now is spent inside, obviously doing my part to help flatten the curve. Being at home so much actually makes the task of grocery shopping something I look forward to. I'm lucky enough to live super close to the award-winning Winter Garden Farmer's Market, which is where I buy a lot of my groceries for the week. What a reminder for? What do you mean you're kidding? How is that a joke? Why is that a joke? Oh, those radishes? Yeah. I run into people I know there all the time. Like today, I ran into my friend Cameron. The farmer's market, which is usually full of upbeat families and different vendors, is much more empty than usual. In fact, the only vendors allowed at this time are those serving or providing food. But artists and those selling homemade crafts aren't allowed to set up this week. There are still individuals grabbing fruits and vegetables, but it's a far cry from how busy it usually is. This is Destinations Beyond Expectations. In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. This is Indeed DBE, and I'm your host, Stevie G, and I have some really exciting news. You can now find the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else people listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to DBE on any of those streaming platforms, and every time somebody subscribes, we grow. So if you like the show and want to help us out on our quest to reach more students of travel, hit that subscribe button. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Oh, and writing a review and telling a friend helps us too. Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures, who are experts in planning student group travel. If you're a teacher, now is the perfect time to plan a trip for your students. Traveling with Kaleidoscope Adventures is both safe and fun, and they will work with you to create a customized tour that fits your program. Check them out at mykatrip.com. That's M-Y-K-A-T-R-I-P.com. Or give them a call at 800-774-7337, where you can speak with their friendly staff and start the process of planning the next trip for your student group. And be sure to tell them that you listen to the DBE podcast. If your best friend just told you they want a free trip for two and asked if you wanted to come along, you would go, right? Now, would you still go if they said the trip they won was to Iowa? For me, it's a no-brainer. A trip to an iconic city like New York or a picturesque beach in South Florida is much more appealing to many people, but not necessarily me. Don't get me wrong, those places are great, and I hope I can cover them soon in the podcast. But the earth is full of destinations to explore. Traveling to a place that people don't tend to think of first can create an experience and story you'll carry with you for the rest of your life. I was that friend who got asked to go to Iowa. And of course I said yes. I'm so glad I did. I invited my friend Cameron, who won the trip, to come on the podcast and talk about that epic trip we took to Iowa. 
What's up, man? <laughs> How's it going, Stevie? <laughs> not bad, not bad. So obviously you're here to talk about our... Actually, you know what? Yeah. Let me back up. Yeah. We were just at the farmer's market. Okay. That was kind of eerie. It was, yeah. There was nobody there. It was abandoned compared to how it normally is. Yeah, I mean, we go not always together, obviously, but we go to that farmer's market often because we live close by, and usually there's just vendors and, and way more people, and it's just, it was kind of weird. I hope I can highlight it later in a different podcast to show how, you know, it's actually a really, really good farmer's market. Oh, it's usually packed. I mean, there's probably more than 30, 30 vendors there, all different things, and when people are there on a Saturday morning, it's usually so packed. I need to wait in lines to get my vegetables. I got like four bananas, some radishes, and something else for like two ninety nine. Oh, see, can't be. And that. oh, a thing of asparagus. Oh, what would you what do you call that? A bunch. A bundle. A bundle. Yeah, a bundle of asparagus. A handful, like in uh, the thing, a bundle. I'd say bundle. Yeah. Okay, I got no, a bundle a of asparagus no, no for like. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, guy. Yeah. yeah, I got a whole a bundle of a spare guy. There we go. So back to why you're here. You and I took an epic trip to Iowa. Sure did. And <laughs> and people are probably thinking like, Iowa, really? Like what's in Iowa? Well, what's not in Iowa is the better question. Because from what we found out is that everything resides in Iowa. I mean, anything you'd want to do is in Iowa. Iowa had it all. Iowa was amazing. And talk a little bit about how you, how this even became a reality for us. Oh, it was just out of a dream. You know, some people get lucky and call into the radio. Everybody gets those emails all the time um, from companies. This one was from Groups Today, a magazine that we do some work with in our industry. And it was for a trip. So I had entered a win. Why not? You just click it and fill out your name. And about a month later, I got a contact saying that I had won a trip. I said, oh, great. Where's it to? I love to travel. They said, Iowa. And me, obviously, growing up in Florida, never having been to Iowa before, was extremely disappointed. Because as most of us know, Iowa sounds absolutely awful. There's corn and cows, and that's about it, right? But I uh, invited you, because traveling is more fun with the body. Thanks, man. And we took off not knowing what it would hold for us. And it actually ended up being probably one of my favorite trips to this day. Well, that's the cool thing though, because we both like, like we enjoy traveling. You do a lot of traveling. Sure. I've done a lot of traveling, especially in the last couple of years. And so like an opportunity like this, we recognize that it's not, you don't have to go to a big city. Sure. Like, you know, big cities and notable places are great and fun to visit, but there's something about taking a journey to somewhere that's, uh, not as familiar with you know the public that is it's just incredible and seeing what people are doing out there and experiencing the foods and you know the drinks and the gambling that we did all in Iowa that's oh. we'll get into that in a bit but more like theft it was it was amazing it was a little bit like theft we'll tell you why in a little bit but all right so you win this trip to Iowa you take me yep. uh, let's go through it so we land at the Cedar Rapids airport. Yeah. Oh, beautiful airport, by the way. I mean, everything was laid out really nice. Clean. Wow. Cleanliness. Top notch. Everyone was super. That was one of the things, too, I wasn't ready for. Everyone there was extremely nice. More so than I could have actually expected. The people that made me nervous 
when we end up talking to them, we're actually extremely nice. Like obviously nice to me because I'm not a nice person. Yeah, I don't know. Is it they call it? I don't. They're just the Midwestern like mm, yeah, the hospitality, hospitality yeah. the niceness. Everyone yeah. there is just kind of friendly. I mean, they kind of want to know your business a little bit. I think. Oh uh, yeah. But but it's in a friendly. It's in a really friendly, kind way. They're genuinely interested in your life. Which yeah, that's a good that's way to phrase it. That's not something I'm familiar with because it's not like that down here. So we land at the airport. I think it has like, what, four gates or whatever for airplanes? A handful, yeah. And, uh, and uh, we get our rental car and the first place we go is Dyersville. Oh, yes, Dyersville. The, the town itself, um, there were three things that we did in there. And just driving around, it, it was beautiful. Small town, USA, exactly as you'd expect it to be. But we went to a restaurant called The Country Junction. You walk into this place, and it looks like a Cracker Barrel meets a Bass Pro meets a Chick-fil-A. That's probably how i describe it. Yeah. Like, lady behind the counter, super sweet. Meets just, a John Deere because there was a tractor in the oh, parking lot. There, was, there were tractors all over that state. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. But anyway, sit you down. And woman comes over and takes our order. Just as nice as can be. And the food comes out. And I was not prepared for that. Like, I thought Southern cooking was good. And it is fantastic. Southern cooking is delicious. But this food was fantastic. I do not remember what I got specifically. I think it was biscuits and gravy and something else. But it blew my mind. That was my first impression of Iowa was the food. And me being a, a foodie, I was really into that. Yeah, we're already off to a good start because the first meal we eat is good. And that's a good sign of a good trip. That's, that's a good, great good sign. sign of a great trip. Let me rephrase. That's a great, great sign, sign of a great trip. Well put. Well put. Yeah, especially uh, in a state we're not familiar with. If the food's not good, I'm probably not going to enjoy the rest of the trip. Yeah. That's a good way to start off. So then after we had our delicious meal, and I mean, I was stuffed too. That's another thing that's important to me being a bigger guy, mm-hmm. having enough portion size. I was stuffed. Oh, well, one of the things we'll get into too is you love to beat the, you love to defeat the buffet. Oh, you want to yeah. win. Oh. You don't want, you don't ever let the buffet win. No, never, never. And we hit some buffets later, so he'll get into sure that. Is. But okay, but like you were saying, it's important to you that you, you're full. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I get hungry in a couple of hours. Um, but anyway, delicious meal. And then we headed off to our next stop in our itinerary of, inclusions in my trip and it was a uh, farm toy museum down the road which you know obviously i haven't really i had some talking trucks when i was a kid but really <laughs> never paid attention to farm toys i didn't realize they'd have a whole museum on them it was interesting not something that typically interests me but it was fascinating to see the history of the farm toys and how they evolved and showing the different models of tractors and trucks and different things that i'm not combines and whatnot um and how they performed and they had what we thought was going to be one room, maybe two, ended up being a two-story, probably 4,000-square-foot space filled with toys, different exhibits, videos, attractions, things like that that you can interact with. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty neat. You, I didn't, like, you wouldn't expect something that big when it was – like we looked at it on the itinerary. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is probably just like a little room or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty big, and if I had kids, I'd probably take them there for sure. Oh, yeah, it was neat. It was neat. There were some interactive exhibits that kids would definitely enjoy, and uh, it was a neat cultural experience. And then do you remember our next stop? Oh, our next stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Kevin Costner's best films, definitely some of his best work. Um, Field of Dreams was actually filmed in Iowa, and pretty much the entirety of the set 
from the home and the, and the baseball field is still there exactly how it was when it was filmed in the movie. And um, so we, we pulled up, it's still in Dyersville here, or just outside of it, but Dyersville area. And you pull up literally on a dirt road through cornfield, just on both sides. Yep. And you're pulling up straight through it, and you come up, and you see the house, you see the scenes in the movie, the cornfields, you see the baseball diamond dug out, and everything just like it was in the movie. And to be on a movie set, of all places, you never think Iowa would be the first time I'd ever be on the set of a film. You yeah. Know? Oh, it was cool. And I mean, like, I wish my friends were there and we could do, like, have a couple beers and play some kickball or something, like... That would be epic. Oh, yeah. I'm not even into baseball, really. No, like, neither am I. Not I'm, a big baseball guy. I think it's boring. Not a big movie guy. Right. But the way it looked and the way it felt to be there was just amazing. Absolutely. I mean, Field of Dreams is a national treasure. Yeah. So. I think they said that they were going to try to like get a preseason baseball game there. Oh, and, really? And like, build stands, yeah. That's fa- I did not hear that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd go to that, and I'm again, yeah. I'm not like a huge baseball guy. But. Yeah, that's some baseballs lying around. Um, it was cool to be able to play catch on the field of dreams, so to speak. You know, that's that's a saying. Yeah, so we're just a couple hours into our Iowa adventure here, and we're already like, it's great start. Infatuated. Infatuated. We are infatuated honestly. by what's going on. Yeah. Um. So our next stop is Dubuque, uh, where we are supposed to go to the Diamond Joe Casino. They have. Yep. Uh, we have a hotel reservation in Dubuque. Holiday Inn, shout out. Holiday Inn, yeah, really good Holiday Inn. Really Enjoyed good. it. Yes. Um, but on the way, we so let me let me back up a little bit. We, as part of our Dubuque adventure, we were gonna go to the Diamond Joe Casino where Jimmy Allen, a country star, mm. um, happened to be performing that night, and we got tickets to go see him. Right. So we're on our way to Dubuque and we're going to see Jimmy Allen. And we're like, we, we were talking, we've never been to Iowa. Is this a cowboy state? Do people like wear cowboy hats and boots? And so we happened to pass a Western wear store. And I was like, dude, are you down to make a small investment to like look like cowboys while like it seemed to fit? Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's no brainer. You think Iowa, you think Wyoming, you think Montana, you think cowboys, ranchers and it just made sense. And boom, dress. there's there's a store right That's, there with yeah. everything. Oh, it just made sense to dress like how we thought the people of Iowa would be dressed at a country concert. Yeah, made sense. So we stopped by. Uh, what did you get? Do you remember what you got? Oh, absolutely. I'll never forget. Absolutely. So I actually already had my boots. I brought them up because, again, I was trying to play the part. Um, I got a cowboy shirt. So it's one of those plaid, and it was really nice, and it's really pricey. And a cowboy hat, which for my big head is a little bit difficult. So there were only two options I think that I actually had for my size of head that actually fit. Oh, and a belt and a belt buckle because you got to have a belt buckle to complete yep. the outfit. I mean, that's just what. Yeah. What was on your belt buckle? Oh, my belt buckle was an eight-point buck and the American flag behind it. Nice. Yeah, and then um, I think it was like one hundred twenty-five dollars what I spent to. Well, impersonate a cowboy in Iowa. Absolutely. I mean, I love that outfit. And then I believe you got some things as well, which is very unlike you. Yeah. Uh, I had the boots also. We had we went to some deal. The boots. What was it called? Yeah, we got some Orlando boots at um, <laughs> Western Wear. No. The boot know, barn. The boot barn. The boot barn. Yes, the, the boot, boot barn. barn. Buy three, get one. Buy two, get one. 
buy two get one free that's it uh then we gave one to our buddy but so we each had boots coming up here and so then i got a a hat a cowboy hat a blue and white striped cowboy shirt western shirt and then a john deere belt buckle because we're in iowa baby iowa. like you got to right uh so we're dressed like cowboys we leave the store we roll into the casino well, actually, no, we check into our hotel, right? Settle in. Yeah, we quick. went to the Holiday Inn, checked in, got everything situated, kind of breathed it all. And we walked around to Dubuque. I don't know if you remember this, walking yeah. around the streets. Really cool little town. I really, walking around, you felt like kind of small town. It but. was homey. And, you know, all the places were really open. Like some of them had doors open, inviting you in. And there weren't a lot of people walking around, but at the brewery at the end of the street was really packed. And we ended up walking down towards like the town hall area. And architecture actually really surprised me. Yeah. I mean, you have this massive building, which is there, um, the, one of the government buildings, like the city hall, I would assume, and just massive gold statues on the side of it. And they had a massive clock tower in the center. It was beautiful. But the thing that surprised me the most was actually across the street from our Holiday Inn, they had a massive auditorium. And we saw that Nelly was playing the next night. Yes, dude. And Chingy. Nelly and Nelly Chingy. Nelly and Chingy. Yeah, Chingy, of course. Which was crazy because Chingy has the song Holiday. I think it's called Holiday Inn. I believe so, yeah. And I like understand. for people our age at the time, you were what, 24 and I was 25? Yes. Dude, like that was, we grew up with that music. Absolutely. Yeah. That was like a, a hit song for us growing up. So, And we had never seen either of these guys. And to have, I mean, we didn't, we didn't get to, but. We didn't, didn't get to because they were the next night. Right. If we had another night, like oh, yeah. I'm sure you'd have been down to yeah. go. Well, but you don't expect to. Hey, I grew up in Orlando and I ended up seeing Nelly and Chingy in Dubuque, Iowa. Oh, yeah. What? Crazy. That doesn't make any sense. Well, and then also to that point, like Dubuque, Iowa has Jimmy Allen one night and yeah. then Nelly and Chingy the next. Absolutely. Are they like New York City or what's going on here? Right. That's Those amazing. are some big names. I mean, honestly. So we're walking around. We we go. We end up going to the casino. Uh, to grab dinner, see Jimmy Allen, and then gamble. Oh, yeah, because our first buffet, round one, ding, ding. Ooh, it so was we, on. We get to the buffet, and obviously you like to beat the buffet, I so we're going to town. And then who sits like the next table over yeah, so as we're eating? While we're eating, and I, I, I had done my research on Jimmy Allen. I wasn't too familiar with him before we came up, but once I knew we were seeing him, I had to get acquainted. And... um. We were sitting there at the table going up and down, you know, me about 12 trips. And I saw a couple of dudes that looked like they were in a band sitting next to us at the booth. And then all of a sudden they leave and Jimmy comes over and sits down and starts eating. So I was so stoked. I was telling Steve, I was like, yeah, hey, that's Jimmy Allen right over there. And I. But we were like, let's play it cool. Like, we don't oh, want to bother yeah, him. Yeah, He's yeah. eating, you know, oh. whatever. I mean, obviously I wanted to ask for an autograph and a picture, but that's just, you know, we're in the cowboy get it's by the way. I forgot to tell you that. We got cowboyed up. We oh. had the hats on. Well, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we went back to the hotel. Yep. We changed into all the stuff we bought sure at the Western store and we like. That was our outfit for the rest of the night. So yep. yeah, we're looking like straight cowboys. Oh, and the only ones looking like cowboys. Oh yeah, we in the in the buffet. We assume later there would be more. So we eat our dinner, then we go play a little on the floor, right? Yeah, we went we went to the slots, and uh, we both brought not not a lot of money for gambling. I mean, three hundred dollars yeah. less each. I mean, we weren't trying to go broke or anything, but uh, we're there to have a good time. Well, wait, do you remember what like one of the first things that happened? Oh, yeah, we were playing slot machines, and I wasn't winning any money. And Stevie's first time sits down at this uh, 
Chinese slot machine something yeah. fortune cookie thing and uh ends up winning 470 some dollars 411 uh, i 411 it's no. still pretty good yeah oh my god yeah he's only spent about 20 dollars so far and i'm over here already down 50 it's all right but it, you know what we we're in together so if one of us wins it's good vibes it's good vibes well then i think you owe me some of that some of those winnings <laughs> i don't know so and let's you know let's just talk <laughs> yeah, about the rest yeah, of the you would like events. that wouldn't you so oh, yeah. uh scumbag um we <laughs> do a little gambling and then we go see jimmy and this place was like an old-timey auditorium. You had like a dance floor, a bar area around it, and then a top uh, floor for seating. But it was really intimate of a performing I mean, center. I would say probably like a 2,000 max capacity. Yeah, sure. With a nice bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like we grabbed and- some drinks with our full, mind you, full cowboy attire. And as soon as we were walked into... The place. I'm looking around for my other cowboy. Where are my cowboys at, you know? Not a single other person was wearing a cowboy hat or boots at this Jimmy Allen Country concert, which totally took me by surprise. Yeah. So we ended up about 10 feet away from the stage in a pretty lightly packed area. Normally in concerts, you're shoulder to shoulder. Somebody's touching. That's why I don't particularly like concerts because, one, I'm six foot four. I mean, they're blocking someone's view. Or someone's touching me, and I can't stand that. But we had plenty of room. Nobody was complaining about my six foot four plus the you know three foot hat I got on me. Yeah. Um, Jimmy comes out, and really good. I mean, I'm not. Steve is the, so the technical I, person. Yeah. Well, let me tell. Like, he, yeah, yeah. From a performer standpoint, he's one of the best performers I've ever seen, and um, he he was really good at capturing the audience. Um, he made you feel like you know he was your friend. And he was your your pal and um, just really good at connecting with the audience. And beyond that, dude could sing. Um, so his show was really good. It was. Yeah. That's coming from someone who didn't, not like not a huge country person. And right. I thought his show was awesome. Like I would see it again. Yeah. that's And that's, that's a huge compliment coming from Stevie because he's usually uh, pretty critical with his um, reviews. But for me, just the avid, you know, country listener. I uh I loved it, but my favorite part was obviously listening to his big songs. At well, the we time. I don't know about you. I really only knew one of his songs that right. was on the radio. Right, best shot. Yeah. Uh, did you know his other songs? I knew a couple of them just from. I mean, we doing my research beforehand. Yeah, listening to a little bit in the car. Yeah, but um, really only best shot as well. Yeah, and then he gets to his last song of the night, I believe. Yep. And it's the song Underdogs, which I had never heard before, and it was fantastic i mean motivating like i enjoyed the music and then the band kept playing the chorus and jimmy made the effort to get down from the stage walk through the entire crowd shaking people's hands saying hello to everybody and getting over to us and we had had a couple of like eye contact moments where i was like giving him a nod and he acknowledged my cowboy hat you know <laughs> feeling like well we he were was brothers. probably like those are my like those are my real fans. They're yeah. the only cowboys here. I mean, yeah, which surprised the heck out of me again. But, yeah, so we had a couple of nods and whatnot. And then Jimmy's shaking everybody's hand. And he gets over to me, and he gives me this big dap up and this bro hug. And he got a video of it. And then he came over and hugged you. And the dude goes around the entire audience up into the, the rafters and seats on the top and shaking everybody's hand, giving out hugs and stuff. I was like, like that's a good – that's a cool dude. You know, yeah. how many performers – 
would do that while the band's playing the chorus the whole time. Well, it wasn't like, you know, you see on TV, a lot of, you know, people, performers will dap up like right. the front the front row right. or whatever. But this, Jimmy Allen made it a point to go to every single person. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it wasn't a huge space, but it still took him some time. There's probably one to 2,000 people there, right? So it took him some time to go around and it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just uh, a, a good experience. And so from there... So, I mean, like, let me back oh, yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're walking out of there. We're like, dude, this was all, like, we're already like content, you know, like I want some money. <laughs> we saw Jimmy Allen. Who was I gave him some money. Yeah. You gave, you donated a little money. <laughs> um, we saw Jimmy Allen, who was an awesome performer, like dapped us up, said hi to yeah. us. Like, we're like, dude, like what a night. If it ends right, right there, like. We're good. And then we went out to the floor, and roulette's always been my favorite game just because I feel like the odds are the best for it. Let me ask you, how many times have you ever gambled in your life at that point? Once. One, like one, one adventure. One time before, yeah. And then me, like I've never gambled. This is my first time gambling. Yeah. And we go to the roulette table. We're probably sitting down there for 15, 20 minutes. And next thing we know, the empty seat next to us is filled by Jimmy Allen himself. Do I remember this right? Did he ask, like, hey, can I gamble with you guys? Oh, yeah. He walked he up. He asked us. He saw our cowboy hats yeah. and knew that we were the only cowboys from Orlando, not cowboys. No, no, no. Okay, so oh, yeah, I remember. No, no, that, no. Yep. It was more than that. He said, I saw you guys at my show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I really want to, like, thank you guys for coming out and supporting me mm-hmm. in the band. Can I gamble with you guys? Can I gamble with you guys? And um, so the night continues. I mean, we got the opportunity to ask Jimmy some personal questions get to know about his life that he has a son named aiden um a fiance now but at the time was his girlfriend and he loved disney he comes on all the time and his favorite band was do you remember his favorite band matchbox 20 yeah matchbox 20 that was that was just a cool you didn't expect that talked a little bit about like what he did growing up in delaware Delaware, yeah Yeah, his uh his inspirations and he like moved to nashville and tried to make it and like a lot of artists, you know, st- like struggle for a little bit. It's not easy to make it in a town where everyone's trying to make it. And uh, talked about some of the places that he played and performed and his uh, process of becoming a country star. So it was, that was really cool for me to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So and then, he, he gambled and chatted with us for like hours. Oh, easily two and a half hours. I mean, he just sat down and started gambling and was just having a good time. And I don't know if he walked away up or down, probably down. But we were all having a blast. I walked away down for sure. He had sure. a little more money on the table than we did. Just a smidge. I mean, a smidge. And his his uh, his manager, Dave. What a guy. Dave was I mean, cool too, yeah. Really cool, really good guy. Like, just watched over Jimmy and, you know, talked to us too. Took some photos. Really, really nice guy, Dave. Like him a lot. And so then he took off to go to bed because they were going somewhere else the next day. I think Michigan for another, uh, another performance. And Steve uh, and I. Oh, good. Side note. I'm a little bit also up i did lose some money earlier with after the after my initial win of 411 dollars lost a little bit of money but now i'm back up a little more at roulette with jimmy allen yeah yeah so overall i'm it's a great night oh yeah day one in iowa what a day oh that that's day one we couldn't have drawn it up any better than that so the we go to bed sleep wake up the next day i don't remember if this was one of the things we had like for free or like a gift card or if we I think we did. I think we did. Uh, Convivium. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, yeah. Convivium. Convivium in uh, Dubuque. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it was one of those uh, farm to table places. 
and the food was really high quality, really delicious. It took a little bit to prepare, but I mean, or I we're not in a rush. We're on vacation. Yeah. And delicious food, great scenery, great atmosphere. Really liked the place a lot. Good coffee. Oh sure. Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker. Great water. Water quality was water fantastic. Was great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see, what do we do next? Or what's it then? Yep. And then we went back. Right next to the Diamond Joe Casino, or like within walking distance, is mm-hmm. the National Mississippi River Museum and Aquarium. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm a big aquarium person. I really like fish a lot. And so I was really excited to check this place out. So we walked in, and the first thing you noticed is this mock ship that's in front of you, which shows like the history of how people settled in Iowa and whatnot, and the, the trade, and how the, how the Mississippi River was used, essentially the same way the Romans used roads, um, obviously, but for with ships that float. And it was fantastic. I mean, you know, you grow up in Orlando, there's SeaWorld, there's the Science Center, there's all sorts of aquariums and whatnot, but you don't get to see the freshwater, you know, the life in the Mississippi river is completely different from the life in lakes in Florida and, and oceans. Yeah. And I never even thought about that. You get to see all different types of species of fish, turtles, birds, and then the boats also that were the trade on the Mississippi river, which made America. I mean, this was full of history, which I also love. And it had a whole bunch of boats outside too, which is really cool. I'm a big, I'm a big history boat and fish guys. So this was my kind of place. Yeah. And then you walked across to more of the aquarium section where they had a lot more of the fish and whatnot. And you see gar, channel catfish, blue catfish, all the bluegill, bass, smallmouth, and largemouth. And it was awesome. So after the Mississippi River Museum and Aquarium, we made our way to uh, our, well, our next major stop was in Bettendorf, Iowa. Ah. And on the way, we stopped at Tycoga. And I oh! Hope- I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yes, Tycoga. I mean, this was one of those things where, I mean, you've seen Say Yes Theory and stuff where you just make decisions and go with it. This is one of those things. We saw a sign, Tycoga Winery, while we're driving through, uh, I think Maquoketa was the closest city. Maquoketa was, yeah. Yeah, Maquoketa, Iowa. Well, it was actually near DeWitt. Oh, yeah. To get more specific. Yep, yep, DeWitt. Not far from Maquoketa, but yes, that area. And um, we see a sign for winery. It was one of those things like, do you want to go? Why not? Yeah. So we pulled over into this hidden gem in Iowa, which is a weird thing to say in and of itself. Yeah. But I mean, it's not near any of the major cities. It's not something you would normally discover. It's just a treasure that the locals keep for themselves, apparently. <laughs> this winery was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, their vineyard, they had a koi pond with stones and waterfalls and a walkway and chairs beautiful breeze sunny which i know isn't part of the winery but that's part of iowa huge vineyard full of grapes and you walked in and we got like the sample thing and they were closing in a little bit actually because they were having a wedding yeah at the winery beautiful place to have a wedding gorgeous i might do i might have my wedding there i'll be completely honest with you honestly iowa is a fantastic place to get married i don't even care if no one lives close by iowa i might get married at tycoga absolutely and so we tried, I think, six wines was on our sample? Five. Yeah, I mean, they were, these were little samples. Yeah, they weren't like samples. full glasses of wine. Right, no. Little samples. Um, yeah, five or six. I don't remember. Yeah, but. but I, and I'm not a wine person at all. I mean, bourbon and beer. But this wine was delicious. Scrumptious. Like, there was only one that I didn't much care for. It was a little too dry for me. But they were all so good. And the person there, obviously, so friendly. This is Iowa. 
And I think the owner even walked by and talked to us for a second, but just a great experience. One of those things where you just pull over and say, why not? I'm glad we did. Cause now yeah, I need to go order a bottle from there actually. See if they yeah. deliver. We'll do that after, after this episode. Yeah, we'll get, call. We'll, we'll put an order in. Um, so after we stopped at Tycoga, we, we drove all the way down to Bettendorf, right? Where the next casino and for reference, I don't know if we mentioned this or not. This was kind of a uh, package that he that you won that was kind of built around casinos. Yeah, there right? were three casinos in on this. Um, two uh, riverboat tours. One of them we unfortunately didn't have time for, and a couple of other uh, you know mainstays in Iowa. So we get to Bettendorf and uh, we walk around the town a little bit, check things out, and then our next stop is actually across the river in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we hop on the Celebration Bell, which is a, a dinner cruise. It was a nice calming break from all the, you know, we had been going so fast. It was a nice to just slow down and enjoy the scenery. But when we got off the Celebration Bell, yep. the night really began. Why? We drove across the bridge back from Illinois to Iowa, back to the Isle Casino in Bettendorf. And you know how Stevie had his night the night before. Well, this was the time for my night. Yep. So we went back on the floor. Um, and the roulette table at this place, we, we just didn't trust it for whatever reason. Like with the live person, it, it just didn't seem right to us. There were a lot of people there. which That's what it was. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. We're, we're introverts. We don't want to join a lot much people. We don't want to rub elbows with oh, you. Oh, no. Yeah. No rubbing elbows. So we were walking by. And I, I put together this theory. I said, I said Stevie, the slot machines that pay out are probably the ones that look like nobody wants to play them. And as we're walking around, I spot this slot machine that's themed Casper the ghost. And I take a double take and look and I say, there's no way grown men are playing and women, grown men and women are playing Casper the ghost themed slot machine. Yep. I said, that's the exact reason I should play it. So I sat down, put in like 50 bucks, started playing a little bit, end up winning like close to $200. Which was a, a big win for me, especially because Stevie had lost some money this night. Yep. And so the Isle Casino Hotel Bettendorf, that's his name. Isle Casino Hotel Bettendorf was a win for me. Yep. But the winning didn't stop there because we went to bed, obviously. I want to get rested up and having some late nights. Woke up in the morning, realized we had, they had these things called Players Clubs cards, Players Club cards. And we signed up. And which is sort of like a loyal, like kind of a loyalty thing, right? Yeah. Like you sign up, they yeah. have your information or their, your email or whatever. So Stevie got $20 free play and I got two free breakfasts, which we kind of finagled our way into because we both won something we didn't want. So that ended up working well for us. Um, the breakfast, oh my gosh, that was probably my favorite meal on the trip. Really? Yeah, honestly, that, that breakfast buffet was excellent. It was a good one. I think I have a, a more favorite meal, but we'll get yeah, to that. We'll get in a there, bit. yeah. But I mean, they had everything. They had a, a vast array of foods. They had skillets. They had scrambles. They had salmon. They had eggs, bacon, sausage, ham. I mean, everything you could think of: pancakes, waffles. It was all there. And of Huge. course, you ate as much as you could. Oh, I had. I only had about seven plates, but they're pretty full. Full plates on that only one. Only seven. And then Stevie took his twenty dollars free play over to the electronic slot machine. Sat down, bet it all on black. One spin, turned it into 40, walked away. So now we're leaving up. I'm up 200. Stevie's got 40 now. Still down. He's still down. You win some, you lose some. But he's up from the first night. Still up. And I had two free breakfasts. It's like a $40 value. Okay, so we left the Isle Casino Hotel Bettendorf. That's it. 
and we made our way to Leclerc. Oh, Leclerc. Which was a beautiful small town wow. on the river, on the river. What a treasure Leclerc was. I was not expecting. And I don't remember how we came to find this little town. I think we asked some locals and they told us to go check out Leclerc. Yeah. I mean, shops along the Mississippi. Um, we walk up down the street. We find this place called the Green uh, Tree Brewery. Green Tree Brewery, which obviously that's a unique name. And it's right on the Mississippi. I mean, you're watching waterfront people boating up and down the whole time. It's beautiful. And I have this beer called the River Bottom Red Ale, which is to this day my favorite beer I've ever had. It was wow, fantastic. It's a big statement you made. Oh, it's a big statement. Absolutely. And it is in Iowa. LeClaire, Green Tree Brewery. River Bottom Red Ale. Fantastic beer. And Steve, I believe you got a beer too. Is it? Yeah. So wait, I want to kind of paint the picture for people. So oh. we are, we get to this brewery and we go inside and we see a storm is coming. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. A storm is coming across the Mississippi mm-hmm. and they had a beer called the storm chaser and it was a Porter or stout, which I'm really into the dark beer. So I was like, this just fits the mood. I'm going to get a storm chaser. And we sat and we drank our beers and we watched the storm kind of build up over the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Yeah. And then I came coming in and we saw the boats coming out of the water. I was sitting there enjoying our beers and the storm just came over, started raining. So then after we finished our uh, delicious beers, it's time to go. Hopped in the car and we headed to our third casino. So, yep. Then we went to Rhythm City Casino in Davenport, Iowa, and we got there. And then they had the play. They had like a loyalty thing too, like a player's card thing where you sign up. And if you sign up, there was a drawing going on, right? We each got our name on two little pieces of paper that we could stick in like five bins of winnings for signing up. They had prizes. They had. They're having a giveaway. Like yeah, prizes like little gift baskets and things like. Well, do you remember what the prizes were? Yeah, there was a green egg grill. There was a thousand dollars to Home Depot. There was... Weren't they all a $1,000 They're all $1,000 value, correct. And so Stevie's strategy coming into this was put our tickets in the bucket with the lowest amount of tickets. So what that ended up being was a Yeti bundle with two chairs and a massive cooler that was $1,000 value. Which was probably my favorite bundle anyways. Yeah. And all, and all the people there were older, so they valued more the, the grill and the... Home Depot gift card. And so there were only a few people. I don't even know if they knew what Yeti was. So I was like, Cameron, let's, you know, let's put our four drawings into this bucket. They were doing the drawing, the official drawing like an hour or two later. Yeah, like seven. Let's say seven. seven. I don't remember what time it was at the time, but we had a hundred dollars to spend at the, um, the steakhouse, Ruthie's steak and seafood, which was on the top floor of this, hotel and casino right so we were like let's go up grab some dinner and then go back down for the drawing so we go up get some dinner oh my this was my favorite meal meal yeah oh my god dude so good i don't remember i had i actually got seafood but you gave me some of your steak and i think i gave you some of my seafood yep yep um just absolutely gorgeous we were up on i don't remember what floor 13 14 top floor top floor top floor uh it was glass all around the outside and again another iowa storm was coming in at this time oh but this one this one was even more powerful and kind of more beautiful to just watch nature do its thing i mean you saw trees shaking 
And the coolest part, in Florida, everything kind of gets dark and then rains on you at once. This, you saw the clouds on a clear day rolling in. And you saw the turmoil coming with it. I mean, the rain started coming down. The wind was whipping. The trees were shaking. The, the rain was going sideways at one point. It was, it was different than any storm I'd ever seen. There was no lightning. No lightning. It was a lot of wind. Yeah, a lot of wind. It's and fantastic. All the all the while we're up there eating like just the most epic fine meal you could imagine. We had a glass of wine, a we bottle had steak, of wine, a bottle of wine. That's right, steak, seafood, and it's just absolutely delicious. Mm. So we're eating, and then we check our time, and we're like, "Oh, we got to get down there. We got five minutes to get downstairs." Uh, sir, can we, we pay the bill? And he's like, yeah. So we get the bill paid and we still have some wine left. And we we're like, hey, is there any chance we can, since this is all the same building, can we just take our wine down to the first floor for the drawing? And they were like, yeah, they were cool about it. So yeah. we took our wine down. So we walked downstairs from Ruthie's Steak and Seafood, this amazing place, with full glasses of wine. And not like a, a normal pour. Like, we filled those suckers up. Yeah. Walked down to the main floor of the casino, already feeling like on top of the world, holding our wine glasses. And Stevie got me on the manifesting. Because he told me, maybe maybe 15 times, not that if we won, but we were going to win. And surely enough, we're standing there, the two of us listening to the drawings, and the Yeti one was the last one. Yeah. Now, I'm going to cut Cameron off here because he could explain what happens next, but... I'll just bring you the call. See, I knew we were going to win, so I made sure I got a video of them calling my name. You'll hear me say, press the flip button, because I had a glass of wine in one hand and my phone in the other. So I was trying to get Cameron to help me with the flip camera, but I figured it out. Okay, back to you, Iowa. I mean, this was hysterical. This dude called his own shot with a thousand dollar Yeti package. And I do want to, I do want to say this cause I don't know if we were clear about this, even though this was the least full of the bins, like there were still a lot of names in that bin. So then he walks over and talks to the guy about collecting his winnings. Mind you, he's still up from the first casino. And I'm up from the second one now. So we go sit down at the roulette table. Of course, where else are you going to find us? Yep. And I walk away with $75 the first time we play. We go do some slots. Those suck. Go back to the roulette table. I'll walk away with another $75. And then we stay up real late at night. Like, real late at night. Now, I do want to mention this, too, because I did. I was up the first night pretty big, down the second night. And then I ended up, again, being up on the third night. And this is my first experience gambling. And uh, I kind of noticed this the first night, but it really hit me the third night. When when I'm at the roulette table, the suits come out. Oh! And, and I really noticed it, and like it suits. hit me. The suits, they're like, how is this guy, who is this guy? How is he cheating the system? And it's really, I'm just good at gambling is what it is. I'm just skilled at gambling. I'm skilled at the odds, you know what I mean? And every time I'm at the table, I see these guys in suits come out. And so I'm winning... You know, sometimes you, you win a little money, sometimes you lose, but overall I'm up and the suits are out. But we we ended up, did we play some more slots that night or something? 
Yeah, we didn't win anything. We didn't really slots, win much though. in slots, but we did a little slot gambling, a little uh, roulette gambling. It was a good time, really good night. So the next day, because this package included all the things, I mean, we didn't want to be rude to anybody. We wanted to get the full experience. Sure. Um, we had scheduled an 8 a.m. tour of the John Deere facility in Moline, Illinois. And by the way, we every night we have been up late and not we didn't have a huge chance to sleep in every morning. So definitely not hitting our near, nowhere close to eight hours of sleep every night. Oh, no, not even close. But yeah, but in this night in particular was bad. We probably got like three, four hours of sleep. I don't know. Oh, easily. Yeah, no, probably four. So we wake up and we drive to Illinois on the other side of the river, which has the John Deere uh, factory. factory where they make all the tractors, which we didn't know. Huge facility, by the way. Amazing oh, tour. Yeah. We got there. We checked in. We did the tour, which they pull you around like, like a, it's kind of like, I think of it like the tram like and Disney. Tram and Disney yeah. But the, the main thing is a right. tractor up in the front and they're yeah. pulling you on wagons in the back. It was pretty cool. And you're going through the factory while all the, the workers are actively putting together the pieces needed to make a tractor. And we had no idea. I mean, these tractors are millions of dollars a combine costs i think five million for one of the new combines yeah i don't remember the specifics it was crazy you had no idea a tractor cost that much money and we're watching them being built we see them start and the factory is miles long and i'm not kidding miles long yeah that's why they had to drive us in a tram through the whole thing no way we could walk it i mean that would take a, a whole day oh absolutely especially at our pace so mind you though i was i was tired so Steven was a, a great sport paying attention and whatnot, but I could not help myself. <laughs> I kept passing out in the back, just like falling asleep because the tram was so smooth. Yeah. I mean, that John Deere pulled smooth. It was like you were a little baby in the car seat and someone was driving and you were just out. That's exactly it. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, what I do remember seeing though, you could see how everything was manufactured. You saw the people that took you outside. They showed you the testing processes for each tractor it was honestly fascinating, especially growing up in a city where there's not a lot of farming. Yeah. You don't see that kind of stuff. Yeah. A really cool experience overall. Really cool. Very cool. One day you'll go back and see the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. With your eyes open. <laughs> I mean, you saw most of it. You saw the good parts. I did. I did. Uh, okay. So after the John Deere factory, we stopped to visit the, the pavilion, the John Deere pavilion. Mm, yeah. Before leaving Illinois, we went to the John Deere pavilion, which... They had some cool tractors on display. They essentially showcase all the products we saw being made at the factory. Mm-hmm. So we got to see all the different types of tractors, the combines. Again, their their value, what they what they're they're worth, which is mind blowing. If you don't know how much farming equipment costs, Google search right now farming equipment costs, and you will be blown away. Yeah. Uh, so we got some cool pictures in the tractors and stuff, and oh yeah, learned a little bit more there, and then. Uh, I mean, this was our last day, so our final stop was the air back to the airport. But we we made some a few minor stops in between. We had one thing left with the package, and that was a hundred dollar gift card to a store called Isabel Bloom, which we had no idea what it was. But we had a hundred dollars to spend, so we were going to go there. We did know it was like an American store where things are made in-house. Sure, 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 yeah. So we got there, and we looked, and it was like a little antique shop with, like, garden gnomes and stuff. And we ended up buying, I think, $160 worth of product. Yeah. Um, 
Because it was it was good quality stuff. I mean, it was cool. Like some of it was lotion. American some of business. It was, it was a cool scents. American business. Yeah, absolutely. We want to support Iowa as much as we could at that point because we loved it so much. And we were up on Iowa, so we're like, let's give a little back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the ladies there. Oh my god, they were so sweet. Very they nice. were just the nicest people ever. They were so friendly too. Um, so they ended up shipping our stuff to us too because that that was a limitation for us with it being our suitcase. Yep. And that was the funny part, too, because whenever I tried to say, like, oh, I couldn't take that. It was too bad. They said, oh, we'll ship it to you for free. They were so nice. They wouldn't take no for an answer. They were going to get it to me one way or the other. And that was just fantastic Iowa hospitality. It was great. Uh, So then we left Isabel Bloom and went to the last town, which is where we started our trip, which was Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. And uh, we got a beer at Iowa Brewing Company. Again, another great brewery. Like, these breweries are just knocking it out of the park. Honestly. Iowa is the state of breweries. Honestly. The, the, oh, and wineries. And shout wineries, Shout out to, yeah. to, to oh, yeah. This place, uh, really, really just great quality beer. I mean, Iowa Brewing Company has, has some great beers, too. But then also, our lunch where we went after that. Bricks Bar and Grill. Oh, fantastic. I got the cheeseburger and sweet potato fries fantastic yeah it was a really good way to cap off an amazing trip we went to the airport and then uh that was it that was it yeah then we came back home to orlando and just daydreamed about iowa i say that was it but it was like it was a it was a really fantastic trip um okay so let me ask you uh would you recommend who would you recommend visits iowa what kind of person do you think an Iowa trip is a good idea for? That's a great question. So for Iowa trips, I would say the type of person is the person that doesn't like a whole bunch of attention, doesn't like a whole bunch of hoo-ha, um, hustle and bustle. If you want to just relax, enjoy yourself, ha- enjoy some of the creature comforts, some great hospitality, feel safe. That's another big part too. This whole Iowa trip, I did not feel like threatened at all. I felt completely safe. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend Iowa. I mean, you get to enjoy delicious food, delicious meals, and great scenery. It is beautiful. Seriously, it is beautiful. People talk about, oh, there's just corn all out there. There's a lot of corn. Like, yes, corn is gorgeous. Go check it out. It's beautiful. Well, those people really have no idea. A lot of the people saying that are people who would never even go to Iowa to check it out. Right. Like, go. Go and then say whatever you want about yeah. it. But I think, you know, Iowa is cool for all ages. You know, a lot of the things that we that you want on your package, obviously, were for a little older age. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Dubuque and oh yeah, and going out to the casinos mm-hmm. and the breweries, that was good for our age too. There's a lot of things for a uh, like really anybody. Yeah, really anybody. In and uh, the 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 uh, Mississippi River Museum and Aquarium. Like when I was there, Sometimes. I really enjoyed it as a yeah. 25 year old. Mm-hmm. But I could also see like students, young younger kids oh absolutely i mean you talk about anybody in like an ffa club or an ag club this is perfect you see where the machinery is made you can see um the history of iowa how everything's farmed and whatnot like this is perfect for you definitely to come check it out you see the future of the careers that these kids are getting into yeah and the whole time there too and this is something everyone can really enjoy no matter how old you are or where you come from the people there were just so incredibly nice. And so I really like that. And I feel like that's something that can resonate with anybody. So obviously right now with coronavirus going on, mm. 
Corona. Uh, we currently couldn't do a trip like this, right? Right. Um, but, you know, things will pass. Yep. What's the next trip you want to take that's on your personal list? Yeah. After COVID? That's a great question. So, um, like you and I had talked about, um, our friends are pretty tight-knitting group. We're really good friends. We got a good crew. We do. And we want to take them on an experience like we had. So we're talking about, I, I don't have a specific place because I like to have the place choose me, so to speak. Mm. And that's by recommendations and referrals and whatnot. But I want to go somewhere where somebody wouldn't think about going. And yeah. like some of the first states that pop out to me are Arkansas, Kentucky, West Virginia. Nobody travels to West Virginia. What's there? I don't know. What are they hiding? Probably some good stuff. That's what I want to find out. Those places. I was in West Virginia, December of 2018, uh, driving through a little bit to get from uh, Virginia to Maryland, cutting across. And oh my gosh, the mountains there are stunning. Mm, yeah. Very stunning. I wish I had more time to do some hiking and things like that. Oh, oh it's amazing. Well, Stevie, I'd like to ask you, what, what do you think people listening to this right now, how, how can they help you travel more? Give me a place that you've really wanted to check out. You know, now's a good time. You're home for a couple of weeks, most likely, with, you know, COVID going on. Now's a good time for you to do some research and look into places that you've always been interested about. And I don't care if it's halfway across the world. Let me know about it. I'd love to hear about a place that you're interested in visiting. And who knows, like, maybe we can make it happen. Well, thanks, Cameron. That's all I got, unless you got anything else. No, all good. I really appreciate this opportunity, Steve. Thank you for talking to me and I look forward to traveling with you in the future. Cool, man. And I hope to have you back on the podcast soon. Thanks, man. Take care. Big shout out to Cameron for inviting me to explore Iowa. And if you may get up to the Hawkeye State, make sure you hit up some of the same places we did. If you're looking for some music to dive into while you're at home waiting the coronavirus out, give Jimmy Allen a listen. He's a super talented artist, but beyond that, he's a great human being. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. And um, be sure to hit the subscribe button on Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else you're listening. And if you know somebody who's a student of travel, tell them there's a podcast just for them. Thanks, everybody. And I'll talk to you soon.